1: Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm.
2: Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program. Featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. Hello, welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR, 855am. 3CR Digital. 3cr.org.au. My name is Evan and from the team today we have Susie and today she will be speaking with Amanda Eddie Lacey from Dementia Australia about the Ask Any app.
1: I would like to begin by paying my respects to the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation who are the traditional custodians of the land on which I am coming to you from today. Land where at brainwaves we tell our stories and land where the traditional custodians have told their stories for many, many years before us and continue to tell their stories. I would like to pay my respects to Elders past and present and acknowledge all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners who are listening today.
0: Thank you, Kaylin and Emma, and a special thank you to team member Olivia for her research into this topic, which has really made my job much easier today. Very much appreciated, Olivia. Thank you. My name is Susie, and today's show is part of a series we are airing on dementia, including Alzheimer's disease. Today on Brainwaves, we are pleased to welcome Amanda Eddy-Lacey, whose current role is Learning Designer at Dementia Australia. Amanda cares passionately about increasing the skills of health and social care workers involved with people living with dementia, and she does this by way of relevant education. Amanda has worked directly with people living with dementia for nearly two decades in settings that are really too numerous to mention. She has been directly involved with Dementia Australia's Ask Annie app, which is in fact the subject of today's discussion. The app's aim is to enable people living with dementia to receive optimum care and live lives that are fully dignified as we would all wish and to be as autonomous as possible through all the stages of the disease. Hello, Amanda, and welcome
1: to Brainwaves. Hi, Susie, and thank you for that great introduction. Thank you for inviting us to be part of your series.
0: Yes, that's wonderful that you could make it. It's very relevant to what we're doing here. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about Dementia Australia, please, for those that aren't aware of what the organisation stands for and does?
1: Yeah, so um, Dementia Australia supports people living with all types of dementia and their families and their carers through providing a range of support services, education, and information. Dementia Australia also represents and advocates for the needs of more than 472,000 Australians who are living with dementia and the estimated 1.6 million people involved in their care.
0: That's amazing numbers that you're quoting there. I didn't realise myself it it was so extensive in the community. Mm. Um, What resources and supports does Dementia Australia provide?
1: Well, we offer a range of services and supports throughout Australia, and this includes our 24-hour National Dementia Helpline. It also provides information about dementia and memory loss, direction to support services in people's local areas, they also provide information on how to reduce your dementia risk as well as providing emotional support and counselling. The counselling services we provide are for people who are living with dementia as well as their families and their friends.
0: Yeah, well, it's, it's wonderful that you're counselling carers and um, family as well.
1: That's right, yeah. It's it's in, involving all people involved in that in that person's life because it does affect... You know, it doesn't only affect the person living with dementia, it's also the family, the carers and the the wider community as well. So we try to support all. We have some early intervention programs as well and these are our Living With Dementia series and these programs support people in the early stages of dementia along with their families and their carers and provide them information and advice and peer support Along with various other dementia education sessions and programs that support people at all stages of dementia, um, we have younger onset dementia support services as well as carer support groups. So there's there's a whole lot of services that we do offer.
0: Yeah, and certainly early intervention can uh, reduce um, the progress to some degree, can't it?
2: Yeah. Um, whether it be
0: dietary or exercise or. Um, medical interventions, pharmaceutical and so on. That's my understanding. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. very valuable, very valuable and cost effective in the long run as well.
1: Absolutely. The the earlier that um, we are able to notify, like to notice the changes, more likely that interventions can be put in place to help support the person to continue to live well and have a quality of life.
0: Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Now, Just to get to the crux of this particular interview, the Ask Annie app. Can you tell us, um, firstly, what were the motivations and the inspiration behind the development of this app and who was involved in the development and who's the app designed for? So there's quite a few questions there.
1: Yeah, well, to to address the motivations and inspiration behind the app, um, Ask Annie was basically part of a solution to the issues that were highlighted in the Royal Commission. Um, and that was to provide unique, accessible dementia training option for aged care workers. So we, um, we worked really closely with the Applied Artificial Intelligence Institute at Deakin University yes. in developing the platform. Yes. Um, and we had the support of a multi-year grant from the Gandel Foundation that enabled us to, to put this out there.
0: Um, How long has the app been
1: available? The app has had, Ask Annie's had quite a journey, Um, so she does continue to grow. We first released Ask Annie out for the care workforce um, in June last year. So this was available firstly to home and community support workers, which was the main inspiration behind developing this sort of education onto an app because aged care workers work alone and they don't have like a co-worker to bounce ideas off and they don't have the opportunity to engage in professional development like other care workers do yes so that was our original and primary audience to start with and then in april this year we released um a version out to the residential aged care workers so that was um greatly welcomed in in that industry has continue to grow with um additional modules that we've added in that time so this year we've had another two releases on world elder abuse day we released the El- financial elder abuse module and then on aged care um, aged care workers day we also released a key body language so it's had a couple of launches but yeah. been available for just over 12 months
0: um, amanda how do people access this app
1: They can access the app by going directly to the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store, and they can download um, Ask Annie directly from there onto their phone.
0: And it's also depending on what type of device you've got Android or iOS, it's available to all all the modern up um, versions.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. So I believe Android's Google Play Store and Apple's the Apple App Store. Yeah. Um yeah, they just type in ask Annie in the search bar and it will come up and they can directly download it to their phone.
0: And in fact I did that and it took about five minutes and if I can do it, anyone can do it. So, yeah. <laughs> um So basically, it started off from what you're saying, June 21, the first module was released and it was aimed at home care workers in particular. And it's progressed from that to caring, to supporting um, people who work in aged care. uh, Sorry, not so much aged care, but dementia care. Mm -hmm. And um, now it's looking into some of the problems that have been highlighted in the Royal Commission, which includes elder abuse. Have I got that right? Oh yes, yes. yes, yes. So yes.
1: Um, we've got one lesson that's covering financial elder abuse. Yes, and and we focused on financial elder abuse, and that's to bring awareness into for for care staff to identify the signs of financial elder abuse because it's quite yes. often unrecognized.
0: Yes, and
1: quite often it is the care workers who have the most contact with people who are living with dementia.
2: Yes. And
1: so empowering them to understand what capacity means, understand the roles of power of attorney, as well as know what signs to look for to help them and empower them to to understand how to support and, and report that forward. Yes. Um yeah, so that's that was one one issue. Yeah. yeah.
0: So look I guess we'll I know that you've got three modules. Mod so once the app's downloaded, um there's module one, module module two and Uh, That's for home and community support workers and module three, which we were just briefly discussing about elder abuse. But the key one, I guess, would be module one. So can you tell us um, firstly about um, the six things in module one that assist people?
1: Yes. So they're actually courses. Yes. And so we call them we call them courses and within the courses we've got modules.
0: I see. Yeah.
1: So in total on the Ask Annie app, there's 10, 10 modules, and five of those are available for free on the free download. So the ones that you're talking about at the moment, that's our first three modules. Yes. That's right. That's so that's our key information. So this information within um in, in those um, modules, focuses on the skills that care workers really do need to come across in order to demonstrate empathy, yes. to, to be self-aware and improve their self-awareness around their attitudes um, and their approach, as well as um, knowing how, you know, with body language, how they are presenting to the person living with dementia. So it gives them a bit of a flip perspective. On on how they may be coming across to increase their self awareness. Yes. It also covers um, those really high um, technical areas that are involved in in providing services to all people, such as understanding the impact of stigma, um, how to um, help a person maintain their own autonomy through giving choices. Yes. So following those key principles of respect and dignity. So those first modules cover those um, very key skills.
0: Yes, and I guess as well, uh, I did notice that it mentioned identity. Um, yes, yeah, so acknowledging that we're all different um, as people and respecting the needs of diff- different people's needs. Absolutely, yeah. that's
1: right. And that's what person-centred care really is about. It's understanding who the person is and helping them to also embody their own identity because that is a huge loss when when you're sort of being supported and it's a loss of identity so how do we help that person maintain who they are mm. yeah
0: um so yes essentially uh, i was very interested in the body language um segment can you tell us a little bit more about that
1: uh, the body language was actually really quite a joy to develop because we used a different medium with our videos and animation combined together. And the the key body language works off the um, the research of Professor um, I always mess up his last name. I'm sorry, yeah. but Professor Moravian. and he's so that's all about through so us being aware of the power of our communication through our body language. So for a person living with dementia, quite often our words really don't make a lot of sense sometimes because they may not be able to process what we are saying. Yes. However, our facial expressions and how we, the speed and pace and, and how we are approaching them can give them a lot of information and it can also help build that trusting relationship. So it's, so the key body language module addresses really key things around what distracts us. So leaving our issues at the door.
0: Yes. I did One notice that um, on the app, the young carer was on her phone and so she wasn't fully present with the um, individual. And it was, it was very well done. I felt very well done the way that it gets its points across. Mm. Um, the other thing, um, if you could tell us a little bit more about eye contact and and so on
1: yes so that's also addressed in that's addressed in the communication module as well as in the body language and it is around um see everybody's different too so in all situations you do need to understand the person yes but in terms of of making eye contact with the person when you are communicating with them if you've got if you're in a hurry or if you're stressing about something, it's going to reflect in your face. Yes. You know, So, again, it's being self-aware and understanding that, you know, the person's going to read what you're actually thinking without you actually saying it in your approach. Yes. So, so making eye contact with the person more around um, your approach as well. So you don't want to be that you want to balance out that power relationship. So when you're in a position of providing care to people, there is that unspoken power dynamic where the carer is in that authority role. So we want to reduce that to a level of equality, of equal. So if you're at eye level with the person, um, you've got a better opportunity of having a better trusting, supporting relationship with that person.
0: That's right, and also making direct eye contact, which isn't possible from a Uh, an elevated angle yeah um and uh, the app mentions hand gestures um, and it's not just of the carer it's of the individual that can help you read what might be going on for that person
1: Mm, absolutely so again very similar to what I was saying before around sometimes the words don't always make sense Mm. so by using hand gestures we can you know it's we can talk forever about hand gestures mm. <laughs> but um you know it's more like you know are we pointing to which direction we want to go and when we're saying come here are we asking them to come here with that gesture um and again it's always providing that that visual cue along with the words because mm. everybody is different we can't always know what their needs are especially when you're in when you're supporting many people with dementia and a lot of the times dementia is undiagnosed or the type of dementia is not known. So it's making sure that our gestures are congruent with the words that we're using and and the actions that we're hoping to achieve.
0: Yes. Just Mm. as a matter of interest, I have actually many, many years ago looked after people with dementia as part of my nursing career and I'd say that it is a there are certain skills involved and you are highlighting them in this app. You've mentioned about putting for the carer to put whatever's going on in their lives aside and I know that um, first impressions matter and this is something that you highlighted in the app, that it's not just your first impression when you first meet the person you're caring for. For some people, the first impression is every time you see them.
1: Yes, yes, absolutely. And so it, it, it is like a, it's a two thing. So one, it's leaving out because we're busy people too, we're we're, we're supporting human beings and whether you're a professional carer or you are a person receiving support, we're both human beings and there's things going on in our lives. So, again, it comes back to those characteristics and qualities of the care worker to have that self-awareness to say, you know, this is where I am at this moment and I need to put those put my stuff behind so that I can be present for the person, which is a huge ask, but it is what is often required. So being self-aware helps you to do that. And then, yeah, and it is like that because every single time could be the first time. So if we treat every time as the first time, you know, not taking the assumption that, you know, I've, I've supported Mary for the last four years, she should know who I am, it isn't like that for somebody living with dementia for yes. whatever reason. Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the importance of routine when you're
1: caring for people living
0: with dementia?
1: Routine is important. It's like, it's like habits. So the, the importance, and again, keeping in mind everybody is different, but it's around setting up the environment for the person to know what to expect. So again, it's it relies on different pathways within the brain as to what directs our our energies. So, you know, by having routine, the person understands like, you know, and knows what's expected of them, which reduces the anxiety that can exacerbate the behavior the changes in behaviors that we often struggle with. So it's about knowing what to expect.
0: Yes. And the app also talks about safe spaces and personal space. Can hmm. you elaborate a bit more on that please?
1: So in the key body language module we talk about personal space. And and that's just about just being aware of I know the viewers can't see me, but in the app you will see um, you know, your personal space bubble, which I've called it the personal space bubble. And it's being mindful that when you stand too close to people, even even with even us without dementia, we will step back if someone's too close to us. Absolutely. Like our, our spidey senses go off. You know, we don't feel comfortable. So when we are in that supportive relationship, we want to ensure that the person we are supporting feels as comfortable as possible to enable us to build a trusting relationship. So coming into that personal space without permission which is ultimately the person's intimate space, is really quite threatening. Mm. So, again, it's about being mindful, being aware of your, you know, your boundaries in in your supportive role and showing that respect and dignity to the person so that can give that relationship time to build.
0: Yeah and Mm. just as a matter of interest my understanding is that Australians in particular do like a lot of personal space and by memory it was about half a metre otherwise people like myself get uncomfortable so um, there's possibly a cultural aspect to that as well.
1: Yes there is yes.
0: Okay now look there's probably we probably have time for a quick overview of the second module which is for you've got on the app which is for home and community support workers Amanda um it's called I understand the acronym I was going to say anagram acronym the acronym is CAUSED C A U S E D
1: Yes yeah, so the caused so this is the course the course um, for home and community home and community support workers we have caused, and we also have one for residential aged care workers. And both of them have the same format, but they're adapted to reflect the work environments of those different professions. So the caused model is based upon Dementia Australia's problem solving um, framework, and the problem solving framework. Um, seeks to understand changes in behaviour that may be occurring due to social, emotional or environmental issues rather than the dementia itself. So it teaches, throughout, in our Annie we've broken it down into each individual letter of the acronym um, to, to empower and support the staff to understand what skills are involved to enable them to work through that process. Because a lot of the time when there are changes in behaviour, if we address the emotional, social and environmental needs, the behaviour can be supported and changed rather than it being just because the person has dementia. So there are things that we can do to support the person to reduce their anxiety and and to live a, a better quality of life.
0: Yeah, and interestingly as well, behaviour can change for physical causes that may not have been diagnosed for example a urinary tract infection can cause exacerbation of behavior absolutely Um, so it's important to rule out i would suggest um, physical causes too
1: yes so we we cover those um those causes in the d part of dementia and so it's it's about how to identify if there is a delirium uh, um, un- identify if there is an infection or pain that are, is underlying, you know, these changes in behaviour. So they learn yeah. all of those things through, through, um, through the app because that's, yeah. that's what we call an unmet need or an unwell in in the cause model.
0: Yes. Um... Just to sum up, can you just give a really quick overview because I've got ai went through and um, completed a little bit of the, the free course and I understand that um, you can, um, organizations can access um, the app as well. So can you just just give us a really brief overview of what we've been discussing to simplify it for those that are listening.
1: So um, you can access the the Ask Any app, as I mentioned before, as a free download from the Google Store or the Play Store. Um, There is the option for organisations to purchase a multi-licence subscription. And with a multi-licence subscription, they can provide access to how many staff they want and they can monitor their progress through the dashboard. So that that will help um, encourage professional development within an organisation. Um, and they'll they'll see the the staff's progress um, as they continue through the app. Um, Individuals can also download directly, and there's an option for them to purchase a yearly subscription within the app. So it's an in-app purchase. Okay.
0: Look, Amanda, this app really does sound very useful, and it clearly is groundbreaking. I'm impressed that AI has been involved in it. And It's wonderful that such respected organisations, you mentioned the Gandell Foundation um, and Deakin University, uh, as well as Dementia of Australia, have come together to collaborate on its development. Um, I just want to thank you very much for coming on the show to explain the app's uses to our listeners, and I'm sure it will be invaluable for many people how can our listeners make contact with you and Dementia Australia? And are there any other resources you can recommend or any further reading?
1: Yes, so um, your listeners can contact Dementia Australia on the National Dementia Helpline, which is 1800 100 500, or they can go to our website at dementia.org.au. And in terms of like additional resources, there are plenty of ways that we can reduce our risk or identify um, changes to our brain health earlier. So we have a range of resources and information available on our website um, that will, will provide that sort of information as well as information on different types of dementia and different services available. We also have our library services, which have a range of um, books and journal articles and research papers that are available to the public as well.
0: Yeah, that's wonderful. And I'm particularly interested in the fact that you've got counselling available for both the individual and the carers. That's wonderful. It's a very um, well-respected organisation. Thank you very much.
2: Thanks, Susie. And thanks, Amanda, for coming on the show today. You can find more of our shows at www.brainwaves.org.au or on Spotify, or wherever you happen to download your podcasts. If you have a story to share, or would like to share some feedback or ideas for future shows, please email us at brainwaves at Stay safe, and thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR.
0: You've been listening to a 3CR podcast, produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia.